welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. Great. All right, guys, welcome back. Discount Property Investors. This is your host, David Dodge, co-host Mike Slane. Hey, guys, welcome back. Hey, Mike, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing great, Dave. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic, man. Fantastic. We have a couple whole tail deals that we're going to be closing here in the next week or two. And man, do I love wholetailing. You know what? I have mixed feelings right now. I'm excited about it. Right. But we, uh, so let's talk about, uh, well, first, welcome back to the show. If you haven't listened to our, our show, please go back and check out the first 10 episodes. Uh, check out freewholesalecourse.com. There you're going to learn everything there is to know about wholesaling. It's basically the outline of what we do. So that said, David and I are primarily wholesalers. That is our primary business. But what we started to get into is wholesaling. And we are not going to spell that because, quite frankly, every time we spell it, there, there's, <laughs> there's a, about 10 different ways to spell it. That's so where's right. the word come from, first off? Uh, wholesaling is when you buy it off market, sell it off market, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, wholetailing is when you buy a property off market and then sell it basically to a retail seller so you can list it on the MLS uh, or sell it retail. So it's wholetailing. It's a great definition. So essentially you're taking whole sale and retail and you're putting those two words together wholetailing exactly so again retail simple definition hopefully of what a wholetail is at least as we refer to it sure Uh, i'm not sure there is a a definition maybe we'll be in webster's dictionary one day wholetail that's uh that is a phrase that uh, needs to get up there uh eventually (laughs) anyways so what is wholetailing and why do i have mixed emotions about it well Mm -hmm. we're primarily a wholesale company and we're used to the quick cash we are. So what you do with the wholesale, uh, you know, you, you line up that A buyer or the, the seller and you put your AB contract in place. Then you line up your buyer. You put that BC contract in place and you close it and you just get a check. You walk away from the closing table with a check. The wholetailing, we actually close on most of the properties. And one of the other investors says it best. Uh, one of the other St. Louis guys says you knock the ugly off of it. That's a great definition or a great it's just a mi- it's, it's it, right? a mindset, you know, is uh, so we bought this property and you're just going to knock the ugly off of it. Meaning, you know, if somebody moved out and they left a whole bunch of stuff and they don't vacuum, they don't clean the carpets, there's a bunch of smudges on the wall. It's just a it's just a lived in house. Uh, you go in, you get a dumpster, you tear out everything that uh, is gross or if there's a whole bunch of trash or personal property left behind, you remove all that. And then maybe you do carpet and paint. Carpet, paint, landscaping. That's mm-hmm. about it. You know, we're so one thing I definitely want to let the listeners and viewers know about our business in wholetailing, and everybody can do it a little differently, obviously, but you know, we aren't doing full blown rehabs. That would be really considered rehabbing. And whenever you do a wholetale deal, you are, like Mike said, knocking the ugly off of it. You clean it out, rip out all the old stuff and dirty stuff. And usually when you're buying these wholesale deals, a lot of stuff is left behind, mm-hmm. you know, possessions or yeah, junk I said, or I said trash. rip out. We're not like ripping out the bathroom in the kitchen. I think that was right. probably the wrong word to use it's there. more but of it's just, just cleaning. Removing. Yeah, cleaning the, it out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need a dumpster. Oftentimes you don't. Oftentimes you can just hire a clean-out crew that may have a truck and a trailer. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and just remove all that stuff out for you. And then like Mike said, we're knocking the ugly off of it. So 
at the very most, what we're doing with these deals is we're going to be painting them. We're going to be replacing some carpet or minor, minor, minor flooring. Um, and then maybe some landscaping. We're, we're typically not going to be going into these deals with uh, new bathrooms, new kitchens, new countertops, new cabinets. You know, if anything, we'll paint the cabinets. But the idea is to not have to hire a general contractor and not spend a ton of money on the knock ugly off or mm-hmm. clean out, clean up, whatever you want well, to call it's, it. It's money and time, though, too, right? Absolutely. So, and that's a great point, Mike, because whenever you do a rehab, you're looking at 45 to 60 days. Yeah. I mean, whenever I, you include your permitting and your inspections. And with these types of deals, how much time are we spending? We, again, it's, it depends on the deal, but a couple weeks. I mean, we don't we don't necessarily want to be working on the project for more. I'd well, say one to two is I was gonna say really the, 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 the target. And it does it, sometimes it may take a little more. Well, I was going to say our first one, we're looking at a month. Our second one, we did in, you know, four days. So, I mean, it's one of those where right. the, the average uh, is probably going to work out to around two weeks. So that is, I think, our goal. Right. And, uh, Dave, you want to talk a little bit about uh, – Oh, I can't even say it. Let's talk about the Fenton deal, the one we're doing in about four days. Yeah, absolutely. So we bought this deal wholesale, and um, we actually bought this deal from another wholesaler, and um, it was it was a good deal even even after paying the other wholesalers uh, wholesale fee. And essentially, the home didn't really need all that much. You walk in, it, it kind of stunk a little bit. There was a bunch of trash left behind. All of the um, carpets were, you know, kind of gross and dirty. There was hardwood flooring throughout, and really the main thing is is all the bedrooms had different um, different colors on the walls. You had uh, you had a pink bedroom and a purple bedroom and a green bedroom and then a tan bedroom and and then uh, you know just kind of dirty walls going up and down the stairs. And the house isn't really a big house, so what we did with this house is we bought it from another wholesaler, um, you know, which is kind of strange because we are wholesalers, but we saw it. We said, hey, we think we can make some money wholesale on this deal. It's not that strange, though. I mean, because we've always said that all the other investors in our market are strategic partners. That's right. And that's exactly how we look at them. And that's how, hey, you've got a deal. Great. You want to wholesale it real quickly for some cash? Cool. We'll close on it. And we'll make a little money on the We'll pay you your wholesale fee. And Mm -hmm. we're going to hold it for a little bit and put some more money into it. And we're going to make some money on it, too. So essentially what we did with this house is we hired a clean-out crew that came out. And they ripped out all the carpet. They removed all the possessions that were left behind. And then what we did is we hired a painting company to come in and paint the entire house. We hired a cleaning company to come in and just scrub down the kitchen, the cabinets, the floors, the bathrooms, so on and so forth. And then we hired a landscaping company to come out and trim the bushes and put some mulch down. So essentially we made three phone calls to three different companies. We had a lockbox in the front door. So the management of the make ready, I don't want to call it a rehab because it really wasn't that labor intensive and it really wasn't that expensive either. Uh, The make ready of it, you know, essentially took us about a week and a half to two weeks. We made three phone calls and um, I don't even, did we even put carpet in that one? Well, I can't remember if we did No, so the upstairs had the hardwood or the laminate flooring right. in some areas. And then the downstairs had carpet that we ripped out, and I believe we painted. You just painted the floor. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're right. Okay. And then, you know what? There was a fourth company that we hired to stage. It was that, a light staging. I think we paid five or 600 bucks to have it staged. And, again, it was very light, uh, just a couple pictures on the walls and, you know, a little table with some chairs in the kitchen and a couch. And that's about it. And uh, we have that property, is it on the market or is it going on the market today or tomorrow? Uh, it should be on the market today. 
should be on the market today. Yeah. So again, what we've done is we've essentially bought in wholesale, um, and we are just doing the quick make ready. And you know the the advantage of doing the quick make ready, in my opinion, is there's two of them really, cost and time. We didn't need to hire anybody um, to do anything major. We didn't need to get any permits from the city or the county. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to have any inspectors coming in and bothering us because we weren't doing anything with the electrical or the plumbing or you know a structural. Mm-hmm. And essentially, we just cleaned it up, painted it, added some new things, and gave it a little bit of uh, curb so, appeal. So why does that make sense though, too? So like, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to sink a uh, hundred and something thousand dollars into a property and wait a month? Because again, we're gonna you know it took us a week and a half or a week or so sure uh, to get it done. And it's a great question. Somebody's going to have to come in with a loan, probably, and purchase the property, and it's going to take another thirty to forty-five days to close. So why why do we want to do that? That's Dave? a great question, Mike. And really, it comes down to you know the pros and cons of doing wholesale versus wholesale. You know, so as you mentioned earlier, with wholesale, the you know the pro is you get paid quick. Mm-hmm. Usually, you're in and out of the deal in you know two three weeks. And if you don't have the cash to close, and if you don't have the cash to close, so there's absolutely m- there's multiple advantages. Great point. So with the wholesale, um, typically you can make a lot more than you can off of the wholesale. So, you know, a wholesale fee could be anywhere from, you know, two, three grand on the low end, uh, 10, 15, 20 on the high end. With the wholesale, your low end typically is at least 10. And your high end is really, you know, as high as you can, can sell it for. There's really no maximum. So, you know, the idea for us with wholesaling is we can, we can do less deals and still make the same amount of money or do the same amount of deals and make more money. It's it's increased profit margin. Right. I mean, that's that's the main thing. So instead of making, well, and on this deal, we may not have even bought it had we not planned on wholesaling. Right. Uh, because you mentioned we bought this particular deal down in Fenton from another uh, wholesaler. So it's a deal that we may not have even done, but since we, again, are getting funding behind us and our funds in place, mm-hmm. it makes sense to do these additional deals that we can make a little bit more money on just by investing some money of our own. So right. obviously, I think there there is definitely a, a change in risk tolerance. And again, I think that was part of the thing I mentioned is, uh, you know, I'm getting used to warming up to the wholesaling. Right, right. But it is, it's a it's a little bit of a shift in mindset, too, from wholesaling, which I've been doing for years now. Right. I mean, I'm just used to quick, quick, quick flip. And this takes a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. But uh, our profit margins are expected to be uh, much larger. And that is so kind of So let's talk flip. about the time frame, though. So mm-hmm. whenever we do the wholesale... Obviously, we have to purchase the property. So, you know, one of the things that you need is funding in place. So we have to actually close on the property. And then you're looking at, you know, typically one to two weeks, maybe it could be as long as three, to do that make ready, to do that clean out and that paint and that cleaning, so on and so forth. And then what you want to do is you want to get an agent, if you're not already one, get one that you can work with that will list that property on the market. And, you know, ideally you still want to price that property five to 10% below the below you know, the comps in the area of what that property really is worth because you don't want it to sit on the market for four months. You want it to sell, you know, hopefully within the first week or two. And by, by dropping the price down five or 10% from what it's really worth, you're gonna get a lot more interest in that property from your buyers, okay? But essentially once you get your, uh, get an offer and you accept that offer, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to need financing. They're going to need a bank to get them a loan. And that process doesn't typically happen quickly. Mm-mm. Now, it doesn't take forever by any means, 
But you're looking at a minimum of what do you think, Mike? Thirty days? A minimum of thirty days. Minimum. I mean, at least that that right. is a, that is a pretty quick close. Uh, right. I think with the market the way it is, that's another reason we didn't even touch on. So the market is pretty hot here in St. Louis. Uh, I suspect that it is in most areas across the country. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to be talking about how the real estate market is really heating uh, up. It is. It's heating up. So that's another reason that we're entering this um, this strategy. Mm-hmm. So the market's hotter. So we're expecting more offers that are qualified buyers. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting to get, you know, uh, like like Dave said, we price it a little bit lower. So we're expecting to get a little bit more attention from qualified buyers mm-hmm. and hopefully get an offer within the first couple of days. That's makes sense. Right. And oftentimes if you price it low, like let's say we wanted to really just move it quick and we put it at 10, maybe even 12% below the real value. Oftentimes we'll get a, we'll get multiple bids and multiple offers and people will start competing against that property. And you can actually get more money than you were even asking for it because you may have two or three parties there that are saying, Hey, I really want this property. And they say, I'll give you 5,000 over asking so on and so forth. So Mm -hmm. there are advantages often from putting that property out at a five ten ish percent absolutely under market absolutely asking price so we've got man we've got several of these going on right now let's uh you want to jump ship uh we'll talk about the baldwin deal or you want to talk about the uh uh oh gosh what's the one well the baldwin deal was actually a uh we planned a wholesale but we essentially rehabbed that house so no, 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 I'm sorry. Let's talk about uh, let's not Kers, talk about Kers Mill. That deal. Kers Mill. Kers Mill is a good, a good example. It's so also in Baldwin. It's also in Baldwin. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm thinking of a different address here. So that one was actually a very unique situation. We did a wholesale with that, and we didn't do a single thing to make it ready. So when we bought it, we bought it wholesale. We bought it direct from the seller, and that was – he was a landlord. He had owned the property for 30 years, lived in it for 15, had rented it for 15 approximately – and um, when we walked through it, you know, it needed a couple things, but it was all very minor stuff. And, you know, we said, hey, instead of us wholesaling this deal, let's just list it on the market, you know, via an agent and get it up on the MLS. But let's not do anything. We, so let's talk about We the didn't property. clean it out. We didn't clean yeah. it. We just literally listed it. This is one of my favorite things or one of my favorite terms. I call it a time capsule home. Right. Because it looks like a house that was built in 1960. So it's got pink bathrooms and green tile and stuff like that, where you walk in, it just feels like, oh, this is a nice house 40 years ago. Right. So it's, it's that, and that's exactly and what And you it can was. move into it today. Right. It's just dated. It's all livable. Everything's functional. There's right. nothing wrong with the house per se. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that's up to today's, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's modern tastes or whatever. So right. right. Yeah. So great property. I mean, a really a good property. It's a good one. So we went in with an aggressive offer. Uh, we knew there was competition on the deal. Dave, I think you were out there that day as well. Yeah, there was uh, wholesalers was leaving the property as I arrived, and there was wholesalers arriving as I was leaving. Mm-hmm. So, so I knew immediately, hey, there's a lot of competition, and uh, you know we need to kind of come in on this with a really aggressive offer, and we did. We came in with an offer, and really the offer that we gave um, would have left very little room for us to wholesale it. We probably could have made a couple thousand on the wholesale, but we came in aggressively because we had the intentions of wholetailing it. Mm-hmm. We knew we were going to buy it and list it, you know, either make very, very little repairs like cleaning out and whatnot, or just nothing. And in this scenario, we didn't do a single thing. We got the lockbox in place, put it on the market, 
and we sell that one. Yeah, it's sold. We got an offer on that, didn't we? Okay, yeah. cool. So we got a we got an offer on that one, and uh, it's sold. I mean, we can talk. You want to talk numbers? We can talk numbers on it. Sure. Uh, so that one we bought for one fifty six, mm-hmm. I believe, and we've got the sale price at one eighty. One eighty. Now there's several things though you have to factor in when you're doing a wholesale though. So that's not all profit on the wholesale deal, and there's first the money cost. So unless you have the pile of cash sitting in the bank account, you're going to have to factor in uh, getting a loan or a bank loan on it. So you're going to have to pay for that. You're also going to have to factor in if you list it, that even if you're a real estate agent, you're not going to have to pay the full 6% or 5%, but you are going to have to pay the buyer's agent typically. Right, which is so, anywhere from 25 to 3%. Exactly. Typically, so we do a 27 that's what we offer. Yeah, it's 2.7. So there is another 2.7% that we have to pay out on that in addition to closing costs, closing costs. which are, you know, pretty normal for for uh, a wholesale deal as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of some additional cost is that agent's fee and the holding cost or the uh, the financing costs. Right. So something to be aware of that there are additional costs when you're doing the wholesale as well, uh, even if we don't do any work to the property. Right. So, so Mike, let's talk about this real quick when it comes to wholesaling. So, you know, we have... We, at least we think, probably the largest buyer's list in the St. Louis area. Um, you know, it's, it's a massive list by all means. But, you know, there are some advantages of putting the property straight on the MLS, listing it with an agent and getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's 2 million people in St. Louis, and, you know, our list is several thousand people. But, you know, we don't have every single investor and every single landlord on our list. Well, that's the thing, and you're never going to get everyone on your you're list. You're never going to get everyone on your uh, list. The the, multi, the MLS, what is it? The Massive list of sellers. Massive list of sellers. But it's also, <laughs> a, yeah, that's what I was going for, but it's the exact opposite. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've also got more eyeballs out there. That's where everyone's looking to buy properties, too. Right. And especially your non-seasoned, non-full-time investors. That's a great point, because not every rehabber or landlord knows a wholesaler mm-hmm. and or knows that you can go out and get a property at 20, 30, 40% discount. So you still have, you know, thousands of individuals that are looking to invest in rehab and landlord, but they don't know any better. So the MLS is where they go. They hire an agent or they just go on Zillow. And this is, again, it's not, we're not really taking advantage. I still think no, we're, not create, we're creating a win-win. So well, that, we had multiple offers on that deal too. We did. We had, oh my gosh, we had what, probably 30 people go look at it in mm-hmm. the first three days? First two, three days. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, again, you get mul- you get a lot of eyeballs on it that you wouldn't necessarily get from your off-market list. You've got potentially owner-occupants going to look at it. So you've got somebody who's looking for, and this is in a nice area, so you've got families looking, and they're just looking for a discount on a house. With it. I mean, it's not otherwise out there. Right. I mean, in this Great area, area. low crime, good schools. You're not going to find something for under 200. Right. I mean, it's just, they're just rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I mean, right under right under 200, maybe. Yeah, and so you know, some, the crazy thing about this deal is I actually offered the guy, the seller, when mm-hmm. I went out, more money than he was really wanting because I knew that I needed to have yeah. an aggressive offer. You know, he was asking for around 150 and his wife, when I gave them the written offer, she goes, oh, wow, this is more than we were hoping to get. Yeah, it's great. And I knew that there was still margin in there for us to make money, and I wanted to make sure that we won the deal. Like mm-hmm. I said, there was multiple people out there. And, um, you know, another- So let's talk about how we want to create win-wins too. Sure. So you say, well, geez, why didn't the seller just list it or whatever? Well, here's the thing. The seller needed to sell quickly. He did. So he was just done with it. It was right. vacant. They had a mortgage payment. 
Right, so they need to liquidate. And one of the things that our buddy Jimmy says that wholesalers do is we provide liquidity we to do. the market. Such a great so point. So we, we talk to the seller say, okay, listen, we can give you 156 It's a little bit more than you're expecting. We know that if you fix it up and whatever went retail, you get more for it. But here's what we can do. We can close. What day do you want to close? Right. That's our. That's one of our big advantages. We have our financing in line. Our funding's, our funding's ready to go. Like Mike said, what day do you want to close? We're, we want to buy it. Here's what we're going to offer for it. The ball's in your court. And, yeah. you know, it was actually kind of a unique situation, too, because he had invited, I don't even know how many people, I would estimate 10 or 12 at a minimum, to come out and look at this property. And it was, like, on a Thursday. And it was from, like, I want to say it was, like, 10 to 12. So it was, like, a two-hour gap where he mm-hmm. wanted to get everybody in. And then he said, I'm going to make a decision on Sunday. And this is a, this is the showing time was on Thursday. So there was multiple days in between. And, you know, we had given him a written contract right then and there when we went out. And we called him back that evening and said, hey, you know, we realize that you're wanting to get all the offers and get all the information. However, we're offering more than you're really asking for this property. So, you know, what's stopping us from just getting this deal signed right now? And he said, you know, now that I think about it, nothing. Like, this offer's great. There was no, no inspections, no contingencies, because we were out there for 30 minutes. It was an aggressive offer. Yeah. It was an aggressive offer. And he said, you know what? I, if, you know, show me proof of funds, and we'll get it signed. We sent him over proof of funds. He signed the deal right then and there. And, you know, of course, all of our all of our uh, competitors or our strategic partners, we had talked to a couple of them, and they were like, man, we didn't even get our offer in yet. You guys already won the deal. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, we were prepared. We hey, came. that happens to us too, though. They it does. some that we it don't does. win. Yeah. You know, but we were prepared. We came with, a, we came with a, a contract in hand, and we did our inspections right then and there. We had comps pulled before we even got to the property. You know, and uh, we just were ready to rock. We were ready to roll right then and there, and we won the deal. And uh, most of the other individuals hadn't even sent their offer to them yet, and we had already locked it up. So definitely want to, um, you know, make point out the importance of just being prepared whenever you're in a competitive situation. You know, Dave, that's a good point. And, you know, we were uh, – uh, one of the previous episodes, we, we aired the interview with Simple Wholesaling. And they had asked us what makes us different, and we talked a little bit about the credibility packet. Mm. I think we ought to do an episode on that uh, maybe next week or a couple sure. weeks from now. We'll do a, a whole episode just on the credibility packet, uh, building that, what to include, uh, why you want to use it, stuff like that. Absolutely. So. Credibility packet's very important, guys. And I think the reason that we won the deal that we're talking about right now was because of the fact that we had a credibility packet. And in that packet is a contract. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, Mike. Great thinking. Let's do yeah, one episode so on that. Yeah, let's do that. That would be awesome. So let's talk about uh, we've got, uh, what do we got, one more wholesale going on right now? You've got, or you got, we got two more. We the got another one up auction. in North County. That one we bought uh, via via an auction. That one was, um, that was a unique deal. It was, it was occupied. It was, yeah, and so was, I don't know all the details, Dave. I'll, I'd love to yeah, hear Yeah, yeah. So I'll one. just, I'll try to make it quick. So this was a unique deal. We bought it via a local auction. It was a foreclosure. So it was a foreclosure auction. When we bought the property, it was occupied. And, you know, whenever you're buying an occupied property, that involves a lot more risk because you have to get that get that tenant out of there, really that, that resident that was no longer making those mortgage payments out. So we purchased the home at the auction, and then we went up to the home and knocked on the door. And, you know, we so said— Real quick, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to interject, please, but please. one of the reasons you're able to get it for a good deal, though, too— Is because is, of that. Because of that. That is an issue. That is a problem. So you're buying this problem 
but that allows you to make money on the deals. So not everyone at the auction is going to want to deal with that, or they all know, hey, this is going to be an issue. So we're going to keep the price has got to be lower. So right. it's a good thing. I mean, it's, it's and a And there problem. was competition there, Mike. Whenever we went to the auction, there was several people that were bidding on it. But, you know, the the bidding, it just kind of started to cool down a little bit once the price got a little bit higher mm-hmm. because there was that added risk, like you right. said. So essentially, though, we purchased it. We went and we knocked on the door and um, we weren't able to reach the owner slash resident that initial time that we went former and owner former owner so yeah. we skip traced the address and found out the owner and we found the, the phone number and we called her and she was actually a really sweet lady and we just said hey you know we we purchased your home you know via the auction you know we're, we're sorry to inform you but uh you know we need you to move along and um we had asked her you know what her plans were and she said you know i'm aware that the home was sold and i haven't made a mortgage payment and she was well aware of the fact that the home was going to be sold, and I think she was happy that we were nice whenever we came yeah, to her. Yeah, we, oh, I bet. We weren't like, hey, get out. We were like, hey, you know, do you have plans to move? And what we did is we even offered um, what's called cash for keys. And we said, listen, you know, we, we're not trying to be the bad guy here. Like, we're investors. This is just how we, you know, this is how we pay our bills and make a living. We buy houses, and oftentimes people live in them. So, you know, if you need help moving your stuff out or need a deposit on your apartment or whatever the case is, you know, we'll be happy to give you some cash once you are out and you deliver the keys to us. And she's like, oh, that would be that'd be great. So essentially um, what happened is, you know, she moved all of her stuff into an apartment. It took her about two and a half to three weeks to locate the apartment, get the lease signed, and then actually move in, which was fine. We told her we would give her 30 days. And we said, hey, you know, if you can deliver us the keys and the garage door remotes and everything, you know, once you're out and, you know, obviously nothing has been vandalized, um, then we'll give you 500 bucks. And oftentimes we'll offer 1000 or 1500 But in this scenario, when we told her 500 she jumped on it and said, that would be amazing. You know, I would be grateful to get that money. Well, heck, who wouldn't, you know? Right. I mean, we do the same thing with some of our tenants, too. When Absolutely. When are behind. So cash for keys is a great Cash for keys uh, is a great technique s- to use. It is. Yeah. It is. So essentially, though, it was great. They even called a dumpster out to the home and cleaned out the house. Oh, all, nice. There was literally nothing left behind. It was, it was, they did all the hard work for us. That's great. They yeah. didn't pull the carpet. They didn't paint. But they removed all the trash. And the home was actually in pretty clean condition. I want to say they probably cleaned it. Yeah, that's great. I was going to say that's a couple hundred bucks worth of work. Oh, right there. absolutely. And I didn't even ask her to do that, nor did I expect it. But she was just was a sweet lady. Yeah. You know, we ended up working out really nice. So to sum it up, we met her at the property after she moved out, and she had a, a, a Ziploc baggie full of keys, and she had a couple garage door remotes for us, and we exchanged the keys for the uh, for five hundred dollars in cash. And that was it. And, you know, she was such a sweet lady that we didn't even change the locks. She said that she moved up the street and that she wanted to know, you know, what we were going to do with the property. And we told her that we were going to either be rehabbing it or, you know, finding a rehabber that would buy it. And she said, you know, would it be okay if I came back, you know, in a couple of weeks to see the progress? I'm just curious what you guys do. And I said, absolutely. You know, no problem at all. Just shoot me a call or a text. So I can notify, you know, either our rehab company or our buyers, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't spook them. And she said, yeah, of course. And I just threw a lockbox in the front door and we listed it on the market a day or two later. And that one actually hasn't sold yet, but we're getting offers on it. 
We purchased the home for 82. Mm-hmm. We listed it for 109, and we've had 10, 15 showings on it, and I'd expect that we'll get a contract on that in the next couple of days. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, great that, that was the one um, we expected ARV of what, like 130, something yeah, like 130 that? Yeah, 130 to 140. You know, yeah, and the home so needs 20 to 30 grand worth of work, but it's move-in ready again, kind of like the other deal we talked about, to where, you know, it would be a great deal for a, a landlord that wanted to buy it and put a couple thousand into it. It'd be a great deal for an owner-occupant that's kind of got some handyman experience that could fix up the property. Mm-hmm. Or it'd be a great deal for a, a rehabber that wants to go in and, you know, put 20, 30 grand into that property and then sell it for a ten dollars or $15,000 profit. Right. So it opens up a lot of options when it comes to exiting the deal because we're not just looking for a rehabber or, or not just looking for a landlord. We have multiple exit strategies. Yeah. Well, it's, it's but the potential buyers. There's just a lot more potential lot buyers more. for the, the property. Bigger. Yeah. Absolutely. So great. Well, I think uh, that's kind of what, we, uh, what we've got going on with the wholetailing strategy. Again, hopefully we covered the the idea or the concept pretty well for you. You basically are buying it off market, non uh, non MLS listed. So you're doing your your marketing and you take down the property, you close on it, and then hopefully you relist it and hopefully sell it for a little bit more than if you had just tried to wholesale it. Right, and that's the so. name of the game. It's just you know you're trying to get a higher excuse me a higher percentage of profits when you when you do the wholesale. Now you know the downside is you're going to spend more money and more time. But you can make more money on these deals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So one thing I do want to add really quickly, though, is you know if you can buy it directly from the seller, you know wholesale, that's great. But you can also buy it from a wholesaler. You're still buying it wholesale. If you buy it from a wholesaler, you're going to pay them a fee for locating that property, but you're still getting it off market and you're getting a discount on it. Mm-hmm. So you can wholesale properties that you're buying from wholesalers. Or you can wholesale properties that you're buying direct. That's a that may be a great strategy for somebody starting out right now. Right. If they've got some money uh, and don't and of, don't have a ton of rehab experience. Right. If well, especially if you don't want to get into the whole marketing game real heavy. Right. Just go out and meet a whole bunch of wholesalers and find deals from wholesalers. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean them up a little bit and list them. I mean, that's a that's a great it strategy. It is, man. For, and you know, we sell to, to to rehabbers that often do the make ready. Mm-hmm. You know, the make-ready rehab versus the full-blown gut rehab. Mm-hmm. And they do great as well, too. So Yeah, so wholetailing, guys, great strategy. Uh, go ahead and, and consider implementing that if it makes sense for you and your business. I mm-hmm. uh, want to thank everybody for listening and uh, encourage you guys to uh, check out the free wholesale course if you hadn't. Learn everything that, uh, that we know mm-hmm. about wholesaling. And we'll go ahead and close up with a quote. Dave, you want to do the quote today? Sure. Let's do it. So the quote today is, real estate cannot be lost or stolen, nor can it be carried away. Purchased with common sense, paid for in full, and managed with reasonable care is about the safest investment in the world. And is that a quote by Franklin Roosevelt? I believe so. Awesome. Very cool. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.